This is what I hear most often. Man, Peter, I think I could eat vegan too. I could do without the eggs or the meat, but not the cheese. The show, hosted by two plant-based diet advocates, helping you get your healthy habits on lockdown. You're listening to The Health Beat with Sarah and Pete. Err. Well, Sarah, today we're talking about life without cheese. Do you remember when you used to eat cheese? Of course I do. Oh, man. It's been a while now, probably like five years, but I remember going to QFC and going to the cheese aisle and feeling so fancy buying special cheese and um what's and like chutneys like fruit chutneys i remember that and crackers yeah crackers (laughs) you were so into it uh the cheese lady even was my friend yes i remember the cheese lady. she kind of knew what i liked and when new stuff would come in she would recommend it Mm -hmm. so that was like in college or yeah Mm -hmm. that was in college when i was feeling fancy feeling fancy with your wine and your cheese Uh uh-huh and the chutney you had to have the fruit chutney and the crackers and the crackers kind of like all four of those combined kind of like a pre-dinner appetizer um what about you peter yeah, so for our our cheesy glory days, you know, because because of course we ate, do we eat cheese all the yeah, time? Totally. I mean, this was this is never a restriction until up until like four or five years ago. So let's see here. So cheese. I remember, I remember going to like baseball games, and I would have nachos, and they'd put that spicy nacho oh, yeah. liquid cheese on there. You know, and you get, like, the jalapenos on there. Oh, my God. It was just so hot. You would eat oh. those at baseball games? Yeah. When I think about yeah. that, I think of, like, Seven Eleven or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that cheese was in everything. Like, I remember I used to get Grande Soft Taco oh, yeah. off of, like, the secret Taco Bell menu where it was, like, the cheese in, like, a second, like, flour tortilla layer around, like, soft taco. That was good. Um, okay, I also had a time in college where I was like obsessed with Easy Mac. Do you yes. remember that? Yes, I was, thought... and that's what I, I was actually gonna. I was thinking about that too. Is like the powdery fake cheeses, yeah. like in Kraft macaroni. Yeah. yeah, Easy Mac. I remember we would just just zap it, just zap it in the microwave. In the microwave. It was like two or three minutes. Oh man, done. it's the best. Okay, one more cheese little glory story. But not really glory is what about the Mexican cheese? I brought it up to you the other night. Yeah. That those those blends of like mm-hmm. shredded Mexican cheese mm-hmm. and then like put it all over like nachos or tacos. But then I was thinking about it in the car yesterday. Like I would never just eat that stuff. Who would just eat it? It was just right? like too weird. Because it's, it's like, like all dry powdery. and flowery. Exactly. It's so strange. Yeah, so but it doesn't I never all like about stick it. together yeah. in the package like to the to extend the, the shelf life. Yeah, it's weird. So we ate cheese. <laughs> we ate cheese. Even those little baby bell wax cheese. I never things. ate those. I've I would never get had those. one. I remember I would get like the Costco pack, like my family would. We wouldn't get them all the time and like my friends had them. They were kind of creepy, though. So, like, I don't know if they were expensive, and that's why my parents didn't buy them, but we never had them. But I remember going to a friend's house and opening one up, and 
I think like you were saying, I didn't open it all the way. So it was still waxy and I didn't know. I didn't eat it, but I just oh, like, yeah. I didn't know. And so I was just yeah. like, oh, what is this? This is weird. Is this yeah, fake? I it thought, was super weird. I thought it, maybe it was like something for your lips yeah. or like, I did not even know. Yeah. No, I, I remember the first time I saw him was over at like my friend's house and it was like, like I always saw him in the fridge and then like one day he like grabbed one and opened it up and I was like, oh, weird. It's like inside of like this little like casing. I don't know. It was kind of crazy. It's strange. Okay. So today we're going to talk about living without cheese because like Peter mentioned before, a lot of people will tell us, oh, like I could go vegan if it wasn't for the cheese or how do you guys give up the cheese? And, um, if you want to go vegan or not, if you just want to give up cheese, or you're just curious about what it's like living without cheese, you're going to like this episode. We're going to talk about why we don't eat cheese in the first place and why you might want to consider giving it up. We're also going to talk about how we deal with not eating cheese in our daily lives, like how do we eat with friends and going out. We're also going to talk about recipe substitutions And nowadays, there are so many brands of cheese that don't have dairy in them. So like vegan cheeses, it's like the in thing right now. So we're going to talk about some of the ones we've tried and ones we can recommend. And at the end, we have an awesome giveaway, a little downloadable um, to help you quit cheese in 30 days. So stick around for that. Cool. All right, let's dive in. All right. So why we don't eat cheese and why you might want to not eat cheese as well. Okay, P, I think you should go first. Okay. And I have a feeling, I hope you're going to tell like this okay. little analogy you always tell that I always really like. Well, I'm, I probably won't. Okay. Well. No, because I, I just wanted to just start off by saying that I, when I stopped eating cheese... In the, the first month after not eating cheese, I lost 10 pounds, and I was shocked that it was, like, mostly in my face. And mm-hmm. it was, like, all of, like, this puffiness on my body just, like, went away. That was my first experience with not eating cheese because I was kind of getting into running, and they were, like, cut back on the saturated fat. And I was like, okay, so let's just get rid of all the dairy. And I remember you were kind of like, okay, that's crazy, Pete, like... You're doing your little marathon training thing over here. That's cute. But, like, I don't know about that cheese. But I was just, I remember I was just totally blown away. Like, it wasn't too hard for me to get off of it, which which might be kind of obnoxious. But, like, it just, it wasn't that hard for me. But that was kind of, like, my first experience. Okay. I, I mean, I kind of remember that. Um, and for me, when you first said you were going to do it, I was, like, I was just kind of, like, scared and kind of, like, how most people probably feel just like <gasps> I'm kind of attached to it kind and of I, like a little defensive I, yeah and like I mm-hmm. like it so like I don't want to get rid of something that I like um but I will say I did notice that you were able to lose weight really quickly and like most girls it's like hmm like an easy mm-hmm. way to lose weight like I would like that um so I was definitely intrigued mm-hmm. but I think for me the big thing was I was reading Chris Carr's book Um, crazy sexy diet Mm -hmm. and Chris is just like so good about just telling it like it is and she has this I don't know like the way she writes is like it's kind of like funny but it's like real it's like yeah 
I'm going to add some humor, but I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you like it is. Very effective. Yeah. And for it just like... It cuts through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, like when I'm reading something that is like getting to my core, then it's just like, okay, I have to take action. I have to do it. It's like touching me so deep that it's like, I want that. And so for me, Chris was talking about how, you know, cow's milk is really for like baby calves. Mm-hmm. And, like, human milk is for babies and, you know, on and on and on down the animal line. And I was just thinking about it and, like, well, if it's for babies, like, I'm not a baby and I'm not a calf and I'm not trying to grow up to be a cow. So, like, maybe I don't need dairy. Maybe I don't need cheese or milk. Yeah, I think when you when, when you think in that kind of logic, like, it's just very linear and it, it kind of makes sense just, like, from that perspective because... Yeah, it just it doesn't seem natural for us to be drinking other animals' milk. You know, why would we be doing that? But, of course, this is, you know, this has been going on for thousands of years. And it's just a way, another way to get nutrients and calories in. You know, it's just from the animals. But yeah, I think, I, I definitely think that we just, we just don't need it. You know, dairy, it's not, it's not an essential of of all the research with health that I've done over this last five years, I've come across like people really feel like needing like, or, or you know, can compelling arguments for why some people, you know, might feel like they need meat or why they might feel like they need eggs. But I've never heard that with dairy, which, or, or cheese, you know, either one of those. So, and this is, I think this also even goes for paleo because did you know that paleo excludes dairy? I like the heart, like true, like hardcore paleo. I didn't excludes know dairy. that, but yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised it makes sense, right? But like paleo, like nothing against you if you're paleo, but I, it's just too, it's too confusing for me to follow. Like I feel like there's, there's a different lot of degrees. Yeah. Like what's interesting, yeah, because it's like vegan, like it's pretty black and white. I mean, even down to like honey and bees you know like that's not like that's like where the line is drawn for like and then you're a honey vegan you know if you're not if you don't meet that criteria but yeah paleo is like this whole there's there's a big spectrum there and and i feel like it's it's just there's there's exceptions like if you read like a definition of paleo then it's like well you know no processed foods but a lot like you know, like a lot, it's like, what do you define as a processed food? It's not as like black and white, I guess, as other diets. Mm-hmm. So I did not know that, Peter. Yeah, kind of interesting. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's like a really big one is that it's it's not needed to, for it's not a health promoting mm-hmm. food cheese, right? But then it's also like on the other side of it, it's actually like a disease promoting food. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because th- there's the calcium myth. Yeah, that's okay. That's which one. which is kind of so. So we a lot of us ha- grew up really thinking that you know, like you drink milk because it has lots of calcium. But you know, now everybody's all, all the research is saying you know there's tons of calcium in in like everyday plant foods. Like there's an abundance of calcium. Like you really don't need to worry that much about calcium. As long as you're getting a lot of diversity in your diet, it's all fresh, it's all whole foods, like you don't really have much to worry about. Calcium's in the ground. You know, it's a mineral, you know, we're all getting it. 
I mean, and that, and that's where the, the cows are getting it from too. And that's where exactly, <laughs> it, getting, yeah, we're getting it from the, the plants that the that the cows consumed. Yeah, and so we're all you know obsessing about just at collectively drinking milk when now researchers are saying that you know milk is pretty acidic and it's actually leaching and pulling the calcium from your bones from your bones like that's why you're drinking calcium for your bones and so people with like higher intake of of milk are higher at risk for osteoporosis which is extremely ironic totally ironic it's like the exact opposite of what we've been taught (laughs) it's so crazy um Okay, another thing real quick with cow's milk is, which is what cheese is made out of, some cheese, right? Um, Like the protein is extremely high. Like it's like three times as high as human milk. And I don't know if you saw this study, but in um, what was, it was forks over knives, but it was based on the China study, that book. It was saying that if you get too much protein, that can be problematic and cause serious disease like cancer. And so for like cow's milk, like they're they're growing like these huge cows. So mm-hmm. they're going to need so much more protein than humans. Mm-hmm. And with with cheese, it cheeses in a lot of stuff the standard American diet eats. So they're getting a lot more protein than they really need. So it's just kind of like It's almost like yeah, like like too much protein is kind of like poison. Like your body yeah. really only needs it to repair muscles. And just cuz you're getting a lot of protein doesn't mean you're going to like become a bodybuilder cuz you got to put in that work, but it's pretty amazing like how little protein like you really need to just be just be a healthy individual. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like we're, so this so this is just Sarah and I. This is just the stuff that, you know, we've come across. Like we're not we aren't necessarily trying to convince you, but this is kind of like where we're at and like the reasons why we've decided to exclude the cheese please yeah i think too like i just never knew this before you know and so these are little tidbits that i learned and that once i learned them it was kind of like flipping a switch it was like yeah well now i know that and now i'm gonna decide if i want to eat cheese or if i don't and a lot of people don't want to eat cheese like they come to us and they're like I kind of know it's not healthy. I, mm-hmm. I think I shouldn't be eating it, but I'm still eating it. And I think a big part of that is it comes down to like, well, why don't you want to eat it? Do you mm-hmm. really know why it's bad? Because if you really know that, then it might be easier totally. to give it up. Yeah, don't just don't just think like, oh, I shouldn't be eating it because it's not, oh, it's not vegan and I hear vegans are healthy. It's like, you, yeah, really knowing and being solid in the why of why you're doing it, that is going to actually lead you to creating a new habit and excluding it for good okay speaking of just cheese right real quick like cheese is made pretty gnarly like if you're a cheese maker like like no offense but like it's a gnarly process to me like it's are you are you about to go through the process no i'm not gonna go because i don't really know what the process is it's just like heating up the heating up the dairy so it's like the same temperature of the cow's body okay which grosses me out but that's just like me where i'm at and then it's um it's pretty much like molding like a molding mm-hmm. cheese right and like a lot of cheese is moldy which is fine but 
like it's it's so acidic for your body and when you have this moldy cheese in your body it's like feeding the yeast Mm -hmm. which a lot of people struggle with candida which is like an overgrowth of yeast and eating too much sugar and then you're adding the cheese is there really that link with the yeast from cheese and affecting like the yeast growth in your body so like I, I this is I just had never known that. Yeah, like I I mean I haven't seen like the research on it, but like candida is from too much yeast mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. And yeast thrives on mold. And che- to make cheese you have to turn mm-hmm. dairy That's interesting. make dairy moldy. So you could be kind of cranking up the dial on like the yeast growth in your body. Yeah. That's very interesting. And they, yeah, you should, I'll, I'll leave a link to the process of cheese making. And it's just like not really like the most appealing process. Um, so. All right. So if you are as disgusted as me (laughs) (laughs) right about now, let's, uh, let's move on to, you know, how, how we can live our life without it. Yeah. So, oh, let's see here. So how about eating, eating with others, whether it's eating out or eating in. So for eating out, I think, is is the most common when we're eating with others. Well, I guess it depends on who you are. So this is eating out at restaurants primarily or eating over at somebody else's house. Yep. And Do you want me to there's cheese <laughs> everywhere. There's cheese on pizza. There's cheese in salads. There's cheese on your tacos and on your enchiladas i feel like too we're at this age well we're, we're kind of coming out of it but we're in how old are we 27 28 um i guess like a few years ago we don't we don't eat with friends as much just because i feel like everyone's busy having kids and working but i would say like in your 20s 20s to 30s like you're kind of getting down your recipes and what you make. And usually when you're eating with friends, at least for us, I feel like it's like pizza or tacos or burgers or it's these Those very like, like the, standard yeah. American classic eating with friends foods. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all contain cheese. So if you're cutting out cheese, it's like, ooh, let's get it complicated. So for us, what we do is if we are going to a friend's house and we're having pizza, like we just make multiple pizzas Mm -hmm. and we just leave the cheese off of ours. It's pretty it's pretty easy. And we kind of apply that to nachos and we kind of apply that to burgers and Mm -hmm. like all of those things. And at first it's like, oh, you don't want cheese. That's weird. Pizza without cheese. But once you eat it, it's like actually not that weird. Yeah. And the toppings, like as long as you put cool toppings on it, it's great. So so we just had pizza last night. We did. It was so good. And the dude, Ow, we I was totally expecting like when I said, oh, yeah, like no cheese on that. Could we just get basil instead? I was totally kind of expecting like some kind of reaction from him, which is like what we always get when we say no cheese. They're always just taken back by it. But he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. No, no problem. So, I mean, it must be like. I feel like he's, you know, it's maybe just in that area of like San Diego, but I don't know. It was pretty cool. It was like kind of like a normal thing, you know, it's not a big deal. No cheese on the pizza. Yeah. It's still a pizza. Yeah. I I think that now it's kind of more popular, you know, vegans and people. I mean, 
75% of Americans, I'm just going to drop this study, like can't digest dairy. Like they have a hard time digesting it. So Mm -hmm. I think people who aren't vegan are just saying like cheese makes my stomach hurt. So like I don't want that. So it's it actually is more common. Um, But I I do think like when you go out to pizza, you usually think like cheese, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. one of the restaurants, the food places that it's like, okay, you're going to have cheese. But it was really nice to go out last night and have it be normal. It was it's, refreshing. It was very refreshing. And even like the like the salads yeah. and all of the dressings yeah. that we went, didn't have any any dairy at all. Can we just do like a little shout out for the company? Because okay. they just like okay. kind of totally blew our mind last night. So we went to this place called Na Pizza. And it was in Little Italy in San Diego. And man, they just got it going on. Yeah, it was super like, cool. They just have kale and spinach all in their fridge, like open so you can see it, homemade dressing. Everybody that was working there, they they all seemed really into it. Really which happy. Which you noted. They were happy. And it just seemed like legit. Like they really cared about if you what go, was going into the food. If you go to their website, it says that they have like a nutritionist like on staff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty insane. And they have like little facts about vegetables and stuff. And like, don't get me wrong, this place isn't like a raw vegan place. Like they have the cheese on the pizza. For sure. You know, but they also have the option to get it without the cheese and gluten free. So it was cool. So yeah, eating out last night was uh, surprisingly easy. It was. Which was awesome. And it it, it can be easy eating out without the cheese. One thing that I would definitely suggest is looking at menus ahead of time, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, and they're all available online. Yeah. It's not very hard. No. Just get on there and they've got a PDF somewhere. Totally. And then if you see something online you're not sure about or you don't see anything but your friends are dead set uh-huh, on going there, Peter just gave me a little phone hand signal, <laughs> call them because I seriously call restaurants so much and they're so she nice. Does. I do. She's so into it. You should see the smile okay, on her face right now. Okay, but it's important to me. Like, no, it's the food cool. No, it's super cool. And quality. And so if you call them... And people are fine with it. They yeah. know it like the back of their hand. People are coming in. They ask this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how it's done. That's how it's Pete. done. Okay, let's move on. What else? Okay, so... Let's, let's, let's talk about eating in. Okay. So this is eating at your own house, eating with your family or your friends inside your headquarters. So, we kinda, Sarah, well, we, you, you kind of started... touched on like just doing like pizzas without cheese, mm-hmm. you know, that's, a, that's an easy one. Um, we, what if you're going over, like say you're invited over to a friend's house. How do you navigate that? Um... I mean, it it's so, like, situation-based. It depends yeah. on, like, the friend. Sure. If, if it's someone that, like, if it's, like, one of my good friends, like, then, like, they know my diet. And so they're... Yeah. they're That's they're, a really good they're point. They're super open to it. And they're just, like, like okay, you're coming over. What do you want to do yes. for dinner? Like, it's, it's very... It's right back up and front. forth. And, yeah. And it starts right at the beginning, yeah. that, that dialogue. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like... We sometimes, you know, when we're doing like family, uh, family events, it, it, it's, 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 there's nothing there. We're just kind of expected to bring our own thing. It's, it's you know, so which important is, to have communication. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Like so I, I guess it really just depends yeah. where like your communication is at mm-hmm. because either you're just going to bring your own thing or you're going to figure out how to make it work, you know, for you when you get there or for everybody involved. 
Yep. And I think that's that's the thing is like if you're going to a friend's house, it's like, are they open to eating without cheese? Ask yourself that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, they are. Then suggest something that you guys can joint venture, do together. Mm-hmm. Someone make something. If they're not open to it, then just make your own food. Yeah. Make. I I always like to make like the same like type of thing, so it kind of feels similar. Yeah. Um. And so no one feels like they're missing out. Like, oh, I should have had. I think that helps. Like a lot. tacos instead of this soup. You know. Um. Because food's very, that. very, very social. Yeah. And so it, when everybody's eating the same thing, you feel more connected. If you're eating something completely different that goes with your diet, there, there's a big disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I know we've both felt that a lot. Yeah, totally. In, in the past. So it, it's actually, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And if all else fails, they you know that they're going to they're gonna want cheese. You're not going to want cheese. Like pick something that doesn't have cheese. You know, that's what I say. Um, okay, recipe substitutions. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about you're cooking and you want to get that cheese effect, but you're going without the cheese. Can it be done, Peter? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so 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 we kind of we kind of avoid uh, the the vegan cheeses like the dyes and stuff. But so sometimes sometimes we'll do it, but it can't be diet actually because I'm actually allergic to diet cheese because well. it's got pea protein in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if it didn't, I don't know if we would use it that often. So, For Sarah and I, we like to use nutritional yeast. Oh, I didn't even talk about that yeah. in my notes. So we make a no cheese pizza and then we sprinkle nooch on top. Yeah, nutritional yeast. It can be. If you don't know what nooch is? There's going to be a link on the show notes. Yeah, we'll put a link below. But you can find it at the health food store. It's yellow and kind of like flaky. Um, People who see it for the first time think it's totally weird. It's like, what the heck is that? Why is it in this big old container? And what are you doing with it? And on the package, this is the weirdest thing. Like, if you don't eat cheese and you've noticed this, can you please, like, tell me what is up with this? They suggest you put it in juice or in water and drink it. That's Okay, that's freaky It's so weird. Oh, who would do that? Yeah, that's crazy. It does have, I mean, it is exactly what it says. You know, it is. It's nutritional yeast. It's it's basically just it's it's these flakes that are just incredibly just nutrient dense with a bunch of vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So like the concept would be like you know like the vitamin it's like a packets. You yeah. Know, but it tastes cheesy, so yeah. it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've never done it. It's before. really <laughs> high. It's really high in vitamin B12. And vitamin B12 is hard for vegans to get, and so that's why a lot of vegans eat nutritional yeast also known as nooch for short. Okay. You can also, okay, one that we do more often, we haven't done it in a long time, but is sunflower seeds and nooch, you know, in the saucepan and make kind of like a cheesy oh, yeah. sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, we can link the recipe in the show notes. Sometimes we put that on nachos. Sometimes we put that on nachos. like a little queso alternative. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that in a long time. One really cool thing that I found from a blog and i'll try to find the recipe that we did a few months ago was using macadamia nuts in the blender with some kind of starchy thing it might have been potato starch or arrowroot i know if you don't cook a lot of you might not know these things but they're pretty common at like your health food store and it made 
like mozzarella cheese oh. that would like stretch. <laughs> do we do we put that on pizza? Yeah, it was so oh, cool. Man, we only did that once. Yeah, it was really filling and like I don't know when you don't eat cheese for a while, then sometimes when it's like you're eating cheese, it's kind of like plays with your mind and gets mm-hmm. kind of weird. So it was kind of doing that to me. <laughs> Um, you can okay. You can also use cashews and macadamia nuts if you want to make um, cheesecakes. Mm-hmm. We've done that before, and then and then you can do like sour cream. Oh yeah! By using yogurt. Yogurt, yum! Mm-hmm. That's been a while. I'm getting hungry. Um, and then we just recently had a product that I really loved. It was from Kite Hill. But they used almonds for a cream cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their cream really cheese. Good. It was really good. And we made bagels, like little bagel yeah, sandwiches. Bagel sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. That turned out really well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, lot of ways that you can substitute. And it's, it's not exactly the same, but. I mean, honestly, you just, it's, it's just a matter of time and, and you won't, you won't miss it. Totally. Um, really quick, I wanted to talk about some brands that we liked, and I think that mm. it's it's weird. I'm like going both ways, so like I want to tell you that when you try vegan cheeses or cheeses that don't contain dairy, I want to tell you that don't think it's going to taste the same because it's not. But then at the same time, I want to tell you that actually there's these companies coming out doing crazy things where people actually can't tell the difference. That's cool. It reminds you me know? of it reminds me of like the uh, the Pepsi Coke thing. Yeah, you know, where you're trying to like guess which one's which. Exactly. So brands we've like so. Peter, I feel like that's an even bigger deal though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's the thing that everybody always talks about. Yeah. Just. Just cheese is just so controversial, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So you were saying, Peter, that we don't usually do um, fake cheeses, which we don't. Mm -hmm. We're not a big fan of processed foods, and Peter's allergic to cashews, so that puts kind of like a damper in it. We can't really do that. But all that aside, I'm really into products. Like, I love to know, like, what products are out there. So even if we don't eat them, like, I still kind of follow along and there this is, is no surprise to you or to everyone. I think to everybody. <laughs> so there is this really cool company, um, Miyoko's, and we actually saw her do a demo. Peter's giving me this face, like hmm, that kind of sounds familiar. We saw her do a demo at uh, like I want. It's not Veg Fest, but it was like a veg thing at. Uh, Man, I'm totally blanking on the name of that restaurant that closed down in San Diego. Oh, Casa um, de Luz. Casa de Luz. We saw her do a demo of making cheeses um, at that event, and neither one of us tried them because she uses cashews. Well, she's very popular, very popular blogger, and she just came out with an online store where you can buy her cheeses, and people are going crazy for them. They just like love them. They think that they taste just like cheese. Um, she has different mm. flavors like chives and sun-dried tomato. Can you buy them online? Yeah, you can buy them online, oh, okay. shipped anywhere. All right, I we'll think, link to it. I think like 13 different kinds. And they even look like cheeses. Oh, that's so crazy. So if you're looking for a good dairy alternative, I would definitely recommend that one. And the ingredients aren't like Daya. No offense if you like Daya or you eat Daya, but mm-hmm. it's not the cleanest 
you know, product. This one is super clean. So there's, and then there's another one that I know is it's similar to Daya, but the packaging is way different. It looks kind of like a sausage package. Uh. It's called Tease Cheese. Oh yeah, Tease. I forgot uh-huh. about Tease. Yeah, special place in and my heart. And we used to eat at a pizza place in called Seattle. Pizza Pie in Seattle, and they use Tease Cheese. We've gotten it a couple times. It smells super funky, but you can grate it, and it actually tastes pretty good. Okay, but cheese, like it, it's it's a processed food, like really processed. Like oh yeah, like feels weird. Yeah, it's definitely. It's not like I feel like it's kind of like in. It's probably the same category as diet. Yeah, but it tastes way better. It's so good. It's funny, you know. This is kind of coming back. Like, would you ever eat? No. Tease cheese just no. by itself. Or Ugh. how about just diet oh, by itself? No. Would you eat the the Kite Hill yeah. cream cheese yeah. by itself? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I mean it was it was like we it, it wasn't like creepy, yeah. you know, but it was like it I would I so I would because like it's clean, but I wouldn't because it doesn't so there's taste kind good of to like eat cream a, cheese. There's kind by of itself. like that that little line there where it's just like the it, you're you're going too far. Like yeah. it's too processed. Yeah. It's like kind of like in a factory. Well, if you th- can make it at your house. It's probably cool to just eat by itself, and it's more normal. But if it's done in a factory, if you need some kind of special process, then it's kind of weird. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I I think too. Like like the Miyoko's and the Kite Hill, the, the ones that we've tried or seen. Like those are made from like nuts and herbs. And, like, I would eat nuts and herbs alone, but soy, protein, isolate, and natural flavors, like, I wouldn't eat those alone. Yeah, And I prefer sure. not to eat those in a product. Yeah, yeah. So. Woohoo! Okay, holy cow, life without cheese. We've been doing it, and you can do it, too. If you are interested how to do it, we've got a downloadable for this show, it's going to be on our website. Go to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB13. And in, down below, you'll find a little downloadable area. So this is a step-by-step guide to quitting cheese in 30 days, a.k.a. one month. You can do it. It's a gradual process. It's not cold turkey. And... Come check it out. Okay. And really exciting. Next week, we have a amazing series we're going to be doing. It's it's three parts. It took us three times to get it all out. And it's all about changing your diet, how to handle it, what that looks like. It's called Isolation to Elevation. It's going to be really great. So you should definitely check it out next week. Okay, guys. Till next week on The Health Beat. Is there a healthy habit you're trying to lock down? If so, check out thehealthbeat.us, a community to hold you accountable.